Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Welcome to Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about practical ways to live well, do good, and be happy. And no time like the present, right? What a crazy time we're living in. First of all, hello and welcome. I hope you're all well and healthy. I hope you're all staying in to help you remain healthy and help keep my family healthy too, because we know there's a lot of evidence that... uh, when we limit exposure to one another, we keep everybody safer. And that's what I'm really working on this week. The other thing I'm really working on this week is is really being adaptive and creative in the way I think and I approach my daily life because it's changing really minute to minute, hour by hour, day by day, right? We weren't in the same situation just a week ago. And I think that uncertainty is the hardest part of all for me and for most of us. You know, the crazy thing is we are really wired to deal with uncertainty. The survival of our tribes historically have been based on our ability to adapt. The people who adapted found new ways of finding food and getting along with the other members of the tribe are the ones that survived. And uh, the people that didn't usually were kicked out of the tribe, and that made it a lot harder to be in the wilderness alone when you couldn't leverage the resources of the shared hunt and the protection. So we're talking about that today, because although we are as humans very capable and able to do this, we don't like it, (laughs) right? Uncertainty causes us a whole heck of a lot of stress. And that stress really ratchets up um, the pressure on our bodies at a time right now when none of us need more pressure. We need to manage our stress effectively so our immune systems have all the energy they need to do their job and to keep us well. Uncertainty is hard for us because it's frustrating and scary to feel like We're not in control. And that makes it hard to focus on our work. It makes it hard for us to step out of that process of rumination where our brains just wind around and around and around. And then we don't get anything done. Then we feel more stressed and we feel worse about ourselves. We're going to talk about how to do it differently today. First off, let's assume nobody wants to be in pandemic mode, right? I adore my daughter and my husband, but the thought of them being with me for eight weeks or more is uh, stressful for me. And my 13-year-old, she is pretty certain this is some parental conspiracy uh, we designed to keep her away from her friends. You know, I think it's, it's how we deal with the uncertainty that's really going to determine how well we deal with the illness, how well we support each other, and how much meaning we create in our lives right now, right? What we know, what we know is going to happen ultimately is the numbers of new cases of coronavirus, COVID-19, will flatten. Fewer people will be getting sick. 
fewer people will be uh, showing symptoms. We will be able to go out again to restaurants and to the mall and to our gyms. But what I'm interested in is right now, because I don't know when the kids are going to be back in school. I don't know when I'm going to be comfortable going to the grocery store without worrying about whether I'm infecting you or whether you're infecting me. Now, so far, my family is healthy and we have no symptoms, but I'm not going to contribute to uh, the chances of getting infected or, you know, spreading the illness to someone else. So we're staying in. And the challenge is right now that, well, I know what I can do today. I don't know how long this is going to last. And that is what adds pressure to us. And you see it happening all over social media. You see people dealing with this. Some have a daily schedule that they're adhering to because we know routine is really a way of taking back control and help people be more productive and feel healthier in their own lives. And you see others that are spending time complaining about the leadership and the failures of the system. Now, granted, there are problems here, but I don't feel like those things are helping me. I don't have time to complain because I need to learn how to create my next experience and be deliberate with this time. You know, I work from home, so I will continue working, but it sure looks a lot different when I have two other people in close quarters and two other stress people. Um, it looks different when I can't get out to the gym the same way. There are a few things that... Uh, I am doing, I'm getting outside a lot. I'm eating healthy. Um, we are getting some takeout food, uh, but I'm also cleaning all the time. I'm also limiting connection. I canceled some dinners I had this week and a work meeting I had. We'll do everything remotely. And that's a bummer. But it certainly isn't as big as a bummer of getting someone sick or getting ill myself. So I'm willing to make these concessions. It was my decision to do it. And remember, there's power in that. You get to decide too how to take care of you and your family. But what you do today will have a direct implication on how well my family stays. So when I think of staying um, distanced and staying in the house more often than not, I'm thinking about that with you in mind as well. I want to keep you safe because you staying safe will help my family stay safe. And the bottom line is this, we can do this, people. We are the most connected generation on the planet. It doesn't look like it always has. You can't just run out to lunch and visit with everyone, but you can certainly give them a call or Skype in with your parents and stay in touch for as long as we need to, to get the situation under control. Let's talk about how to make this time better how to deal with the uncertainty in a way that is productive and uh, help us manage the stress and anxiety of this situation. Because what we don't like is this is an unfamiliar situation, right? That's the part that gets under our skin. We've never dealt with this before. So it's easy for us to overreact it, right? We have... uh, in our brain, a system called the rational brain and the limbic system, which is sometimes called the lizard brain, right? So that limbic system, the lizard brain, ensured our survival because when we felt like there was danger in the bushes, we would be alerted and we would react, flight or flight, fight or flight, and we would get the heck out of there. We don't need it anymore. It doesn't 
help us to be sitting here at our desk when we are on no apparent threat and freak out because we can't go to the mall. That is not helpful. And so what we know is the people who most successfully deal with uncertainty override that system. They don't get caught up in it. They don't hold tight to it. They're able to recognize it and move on in a more productive way. But we have to practice this a little bit. We have to practice being deliberate in our thinking and our choices. We're like firefighters, you know. They go into dangerous situations all the time, but not without training. So this is our training. This is where we get to practice dealing with uncertainty in a way that makes things better, adds to the world, creates meaning in our own lives, and doesn't make us crazy. The first thing we need to do, and this is what I'm working on, is planning what we can. I'm treating every day like a work day because I'm here working, but I'm doing the same for my daughter who's home with me now too. We have household chores, we have study time and homework, we have creative time, we have reading time, we have exercise time, and I'm actually planning this on a schedule. So when we're feeling at loose ends, we have something to turn to, we have a job to do. We're also checking in with the people we love and people who might not need our help who we don't know as well. That's scheduled time. We're practicing piano. We're playing with the dog, right? Plan what you can. So that means fit in your work, fit in healthy meals, fit in exercise, and recognize that you might have to adapt the way you do it. You may and probably should decide not to go to the gym any longer. But you can go for an hour walk around the neighborhood. We do circuits that I learned from my friend Tanya here on our living room floor and around the house. Use the stairs in your house as exercise opportunities. Get creative. We are wired to be expansive and creative. And this is just a, an opportunity to do it. We often tie in creativity with uh, art with painting like Picasso or writing books. And that's not creativity. That's not what creativity really is. It's more of being flexible in how you respond to situations and how you solve problems in how you use your time. And so this is a good time to do that. Most of the things we stress about are a result of unpredictable outcomes. What if this happens? I might get this. What if this? We don't know those things, but we do know what we need to get done in the next five minutes. So focus your head there. Stay in the present. Plan what you can. And a good question to ask yourself during the time, if you're feeling uncomfortable with the uncertainty, is is to say, is there anything I can do to make myself feel more comfortable right now? I did this with my daughter yesterday. She was unhappy and she's stressed and lonely and disappointed. So we had a conversation. Okay, those things are true for you. Acknowledge that. Accept that that's how you're feeling. It's okay to feel scared or upset, but then move yourself into the next box, the next place. What can I do right now? to make myself feel more comfortable. Maybe that's go for a walk with the dog, which is what she decided to do. And she came back after a little trip through the Oregon sun. Yes, people, it's not all the apocalypse. We do have sun in Oregon. And she walked around the neighborhood alone and felt better when she came back. You know, I do a gratitude exercise. I've talked about that on the show here. And right now I'm doing a lot of it. What is good from the situation? Well, one thing is good. 
And it's tricky too, but I'm grateful that we're here together. Um, my husband does have to go into work. He works at a hospital, but he's uh, we're working on that and trying to be flexible and find ways where he can do more work at home. My daughter um, made me a great playlist. I'm grateful that we're finding creative ways uh, to connect so I can learn more about what she's experiencing. Give gratitude a chance during this time. Sure, there's things we don't love, but that's okay. We can get through those. What can you do right now to make yourself more comfortable in this situation? How we explain and define our experiences change how well we manage them and how we feel them. Kelly McGonigal has written a lot about this. She's a health psychologist at Stanford University. And she has discovered that the stress itself is not generally bad for us, right? Stress is actually an adaptive part of life, but it's how we view and describe and define that stress that causes the problems in our body and in our brains. So granted, this is a stressful time because people are getting sick. We're seeing that grow. There's financial challenges that people are facing. We don't want our elderly friends and parents to become ill. We don't want to get sick. The kids are out of school. All those things are stressful. But if we define these challenges as a way to adapt and grow, we're going to see them as less problematic and we're going to feel better in our bodies. Our bodies will have fewer impacts of the stress, which will help us not only feel better in our moods, but keep our bodies healthy. And that's really what we're going for, right? If we view this as a problem, oh my God, I'm so stressed out, my heart rate's going up. You will have more dangerous effects on your body and you will respond in a way that is more negative and can really affect the rest of us in the world. The energy you take in is what you have to get out. And I'm really working on making sure I'm giving good energy to the world because we need it, whatever that looks like for you. We all have gifts to share. Now's the time to unleash that, right? McGonagall found that, that stress is only related to illness and death in those people who thought that feeling stressed was bad. Those who were tolerant and accepting acknowledged that stress was part of life, but they could deal with it, had no problems because of it. So what if we look at this time of discomfort and uncertainty as adaptive, of a sign that we're doing the right things, that we are strong and resilient, and it's only because we're doing the right things that we're feeling uncomfortable at all right? That we're home. Okay, that's uncertain for me to have everybody under the same roof during the work hours every day of the week. Yeah, that makes me feel uncertain and a little stressed. But hey, that's normal. And this is a chance for me to practice and get better at those resilient and coping skills. I'm, I'm all for that. Recognize this, this adversity and the way you're dealing with it and the stress as a sign of health. I mean, when you're in the weight room or in the gym lifting weights, each day you've got to push your body a little further than the day before. And that feels uncomfortable. And it's that discomfort that's making you stronger. I like to think of that. Also, when we are dealing with uncertainty, it's a good time to really think about this from what's going on in your brain. That lizard brain, that limbic system responds to uncertainty with fear. It's wired that way to get us away from the big bad monster in the bushes. But 
when we know that's coming on, when we spot that, we can identify it and actually notice the fear or the worry before it gets out of control. This is what successful business people do a lot of times. They recognize the risk of the market. They identify their irrational thoughts and say, oh, there I go again, before they become fears. And once we notice that negativity or that fear or that monster in the bushes, we can look at it and say, ah, right. Okay. Now I see what's coming. I got this. Okay. So now we see what's coming. We can manage this. We know just what to do. Now we get to be in charge. We are in control and we can do it. We need to be deliberate in our thinking. And from that, by not buying into bad beliefs and letting our thoughts run amok, we are deliberate in the actions we can take. We're going to live better, but mostly we're going to feel better and that's going to help us make better choices. When we have positive thoughts, they allow us to refocus our attention. So catch the bad guy thoughts and redirect them into a new place. Like, oh, good, good for me. I just saw that. I was starting to worry again. I was starting to go down the road. I need to get up and go for a walk. I need to get up and get a drink of water or go to work and use this energy. You know, I'm a writer. This is all material. Now, is it what I would have picked? No. But heck, watching what we're doing in the situation and learning what we can do and letting loose that information, hopefully that'll help somebody else. And the thought of doing that makes me feel better too. So in these moments, think about your day and identify the one positive thing that happened, no matter how small. Rework that lizard brain and do something that's focused and positive and reflect on where you want to be going forward, how you want to feel, and what you can do today to help you be comfortable in the hours and the days ahead. Embrace what you can't control, except that there's a large part of that. But you can control this minute in your house and how you're relating to your kids or your husband. You know, we watched old classic movies with our teenage daughter to show her The Breakfast Club. And that felt fun. I can't control what's going out in the world right now, but I can control what I put out in it and how I respond. And if I need an extra little oomph to feel better so I can respond in a positive way, I'm going to get it. If that comes from watching a happy movie or reading a great book or, or writing in my journal or walking with the dog, then I'm going to do it. We have that responsibility. You do not have to sit here and ruminate about all that is wrong with the world. You can actually do things right now to make things different for you to change the way you respond to the world. And that'll impact your family and everyone else. Also, during the uncertain times, I think it's a good time to focus on on what really matters. I mean, I can't control where my husband works. That's his decision and his employer's decision. And he's in and out and things are shifting and they're working on things. And he's ending up working here part of the time. I think that's the best thing. But I don't love it. But really, does it matter for eight weeks or for three weeks or for six months, whatever it's going to look like to have him? No, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we are doing our part to be healthy and to not spread the contagion. So I'm not going to fight with that. I am not during this time going to fight with my daughter over how much screen time she has. I don't want the stress of that. But I'm going to encourage her to stick to her routine of study and reading and art and exercise. And when those things have been done, when we have connected in a healthy way in our routine and as a family, then it's up to her to decide 
how much screen time she has. Now you might do it differently and that's okay, but focus on what matters to you right now. Does it really matter? Is it critically important that you go to the mall? I don't think so. I doubt it, but that's for you to judge. All I'm saying is if you can adapt and do it differently, if it's not essential, stay home and eliminate the stress from yourself. Because whenever you're out in the world, you're going to be thinking about it. And that adds to the uncertainty in your life. And trust yourself. You don't have to be perfect. None of us have ever been in this situation before. We don't know what to do. But don't dwell on the problems. Focus on reliable information from reliable sources like the New York Times or the Washington Post. Pay attention. Know yourself and your family. And build in the things that add meaning to your life. And you don't need to go out to do that. And then don't dwell on the problems. We see the figures come up every day. We know what's going on. Why don't we dwell on how things are going? There are modifications I need to make in my house right now. So I'm doing them and I'm more focused on how I can deal with that. Does this eliminate the uncertainty? No, but it lets me control the things I can and release the stress around the things I can't. And the last thing I'm working really hard on is the what if thing. I've talked about that before on this show. That does not help me at all. When I start worrying about what if my parents get this? What if I can't get this assignment? What if, what if, what if? Or we might, we might, we might. Those things haven't happened. What that way of thinking is good for is to stress me out. From a place of stress, I'm more impatient with my family. I have chronic pain. I'm in much more pain. I'm less active. I tend to feel more depressed. None of those things are useful in this time. And that is certainly not what I want to be giving out to the world. I don't go there. It's not productive. Things can go in a million different directions. And if you spend your time worrying about all the possibilities, then that's the last time you have focusing on doing what we need to do right now to, to calm down and get the job done. You guys, we don't have time for worry anymore. We're beyond that. We cannot afford to waste the time we have stressing out and not being proactive. Now is the time to support each other and to connect as a family and to do the most meaningful work we can. And let's keep perspective because I'm sitting here talking to you in a warm house I'm wearing my sweats. I've got a cup of coffee in front of me. And if you have the time and the technology to listen to a podcast, you're probably in okay shape too, right? Let's keep this in perspective. If self-isolating, if self-distancing means you get to sit on a couch in your house and work from home or watch a few extra movies or clean out that closet you've been wanting to clean out, We are fortunate people, and it's okay to recognize that. That doesn't mean you can't feel scared or nervous or upset or frustrated. I had to cancel a big trip I was looking forward to also. I've cut back my social engagements to nothing at all. I've ended doctor's appointments that were important that I make it to. So, of course, we're all making concessions, but let's keep perspective about what we're really giving up. We're choosing to stay in for a couple of months so that we can live our lives again the way we want to do it for all the years to come. So perspective. 
there are people always that are dealing with more hardship than we are. And if we can find those people and support them during this time by ordering takeout or by buying gift cards from the restaurants to use in the future when we're done with all this, right? Then let's do that. Let's get creative about how we help each other. I can't run over and give you a hug, but I am sure we'll pick up the phone if you call. Nobody has to feel alone or isolated, despite the fact that the way we connect looks differently. It's about creativity. It's about meeting uncertainty with flexibility. It's about being adaptive. And this is what we are wired to do. And when we do these things, we are successful and strong and able, right? So that brings us to the simply start today. And ask yourself this question, is there anything I can do right now to make myself feel more comfortable in this situation? And if the answer is yes, make a plan to do it. You know, I'm no longer comfortable going to the grocery store at peak times. It was stressful for me. I felt like I was being irresponsible when I did that. So I'm not going to do that anymore. If there is nothing you can do right now to feel more comfortable in this situation, then challenge those thoughts. Really? Is that absolutely true? Could you pick a different mood? Could you move your body in a different way, which often unleashes the biochemicals to help us feel better? Because when fear is driving our decision making or our moods, then it will hold us back, cause us to dwell on the problems and keep us from seeing the solutions. And I'm here to tell you, there are solutions all around us. Right? There are ways we can use this time to help others and to help ourselves in a productive, positive way. And that is what I'm looking for. And that is what I can control. I can be that seeker. I can be that creative thinker and that developer. And hopefully that will not only make me feel better, but that'll help us all live well, do good, and be happy. I'm Paula Campbell. Thanks for joining me here today. Take care of yourself. Pay attention to the things that can help you and your family and the ways you can give back. We're going to be okay. It's okay to be scared and confused and uncertain. But boy, we are also just as resilient and as compassionate and as strong. So don't forget to think those thoughts as well. We are talking a lot about this stuff on Facebook on my Polly Campbell author page. Join me there. You can find me at P.L. Campbell on Twitter check in. Let me know what you're doing to deal with the uncertainty that you're feeling right now, to manage the stress that you're experiencing right now. And I'll share these ideas with other listeners so we can help each other through this. Be well. I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. 
We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts, and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electrocast.